everyone, welcome back. I'm one of your hosts, Raquel. Hey, I'm Jake. I'm the talent. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to Don't You Know. I just need someone to bounce ideas off of. I'm very bouncy. Argues with everything I say. I don't argue with everything. <laughs> Immediately proceeds to argue. <laughs> How are you this week? I'm doing pretty good. Um, My brother came back from Georgia. So we spent a couple of days together. And on Saturday, we hung out pretty much all day. And I finally got my new shoes, which I'm so excited about. I'm waiting for two other pairs to come in because I had a gift card that took Two weeks for my bank to send, which I'm not happy about. And so finally I got my shoes. You need a better bank. I know. It's like crazy. I've gotten um, rewards back from Discover where they gave me a free credit card. I mean, not a free credit card, a free gift card. And I got it within that week. Nice. I was not happy oh. with this other bank. No, I was happy with Discover, but I was, I was gonna not say, happy I was with like, the I, other I don't know why you wouldn't be happy with the week. <laughs> How dare they do it within the week? Don't they know they're supposed to do it that day? Amazon that day. does. <laughs> it's my money and I want it now. See free advertising for whatever. I don't even know who that is. So um I got new shoes. Are they cute shoes? Do they look good? Are they pink or something? Uh no, I don't wear pink. <laughs> <laughs> They're black and gray with some green. Black and gray are my favorite two lack of colors. <laughs> I'm wearing both of them right now. <laughs> there you go. Well, there's red on that one. There's a little red. And I finally got my money for our IRS. Well, it's pending finally. Your money from like taxes? Like your tax yeah. return? Yeah. Wow. I really got hung up. I had an issue with mine. So it took forever for them to process. And now it's showing in my bank as pending. So that might take a couple days for that to clear. Nice. Once that does, woo, spin, spin, spin. <laughs> save, save, save. Invest, invest, invest. <laughs> no, that's true. That is what I'm going to be doing with the majority of it is uh, saving and also paying off some bills. Yeah. No, I'm just giving you a hard time. I threw mine straight into car parts. I think I spent <laughs> that on a... No, actually, it helped with the house payment. Now, here's the thing is that I'm a Funko collector, as you guys know. Oh, goodness. Gonna get tons. And San Diego Comic Con is coming up. So they're uh -oh. coming out. They always come out with like exclusive for those conventions. And then they also have like Barnes and Noble's Hot Topic, GameStop, and Funko's website too. Maybe Toy Tokyo as well. And so they all have like shared exclusives with the Comic Con. So. Even if you can't go to Comic-Con, you can still get these um, Funko Pops. Nice. They're like limited edition. Yeah. There are a couple, though, that are only sold at the convention. But they were revealing some, and I'm already in some trouble. Because they revealed that they're going to have five from the Big Bang Theory. And it's going to be where they're all dressed up as the Justice League. And I was like, oh, I want those. Oh, dang it. <laughs> you want all five of them, or you just want a few of them? No, I want all five. So I'm in some trouble. That's already going to be like 75 bucks, not including shipping. Do you actually like that show? I do like the show. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. I really, I, I also see, uh, I'm kind of torn. The only thing I don't like about the show too much is I wish it had like actually like cute looking nerds. I wish it had like actually funny jokes. <gasps> oh, I think some of them are funny. Maybe actually uh, some interesting characters. I like some of the characters-ish. <laughs> I don't really like too many of the, like, guy characters. The only one really I like is Sheldon, kind of. And even he kind of annoys me every once in a while. It's super annoying. That show is about nerds, but it's made for the dumb people that like to make fun of nerds. That's what it is. 
If you want some charming, some charming, uh, I don't know. I just don't think, I don't uh, Yeah, so right now, that's all I'm looking at. They haven't revealed the DC ones yet. But so far, I didn't want any of the animation, so that's good. Because sometimes I get a lot of animation ones. Animation ones? Yeah, animations. Like, the ones that they have right now are, um, they have two for Dragon Ball Z, which they always have one for Dragon Ball Z. Oh, I see what you mean. I was thinking they were animated Funkos. I was like, that's pretty cool. No. Like their face moves or something. Do they have any motorized ones? Mm, I mean, some of them are bobbleheads. That's not motorized. I want like little (laughs) arms that like do stuff. That would be cool. No, they don't do that. They glow in the dark. Glow in the dark is pretty cool. They have one that lights, like has a button that lights up. It's an Iron Man one. And it has a button, and you push it, and it lights, lights the hand up. Oh, the hand? I was hoping it was the chest. The hand's cool, too, I guess. Because he's sticking his hand out like he's going to shoot. Shoo, shoo. So, what's going to get me is that DC one. I'm I'm waiting to see what how much more my pocket's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably going to be pulling a pretty penny after the whole, well. No, no, some people were disappointed in the Marvel one that they had. The ones that they have from Marvel's. But I think that they usually have a lot more than what they revealed. So I don't know if maybe they're going to do a part two animation, part two Marvel or what. Or if that's just it. I don't know. I guess we'll see. It's getting closer to San Diego. And it took so long for them to reveal. Everyone's like, when are they going to reveal these? I don't know. I guess when they're ready, huh? Yeah. So how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was pretty busy. We actually went to a... Um Flea market? Is flea market like what they're called or is that kind of like offhand term for them? Because, you know, you, oh, if you get rugs from there, they come with fleas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We call it a, the swap meet here. Swap meet. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. So, yeah, we went to the swap meet and um, that was pretty good. I got a couple of desks. So, I'm rocking a brand new desk and my monitors mm. are next to each other as opposed to like one just off in the distance. There you go. I got a cool knife. That's about it. Did that and um, prepped up. My roommates are moving out, uh, so. Are you going to get more? I'm thinking I'll spend a month on my own, just see what it's like to live home alone, and uh, then see if I want to rent out or do Airbnb. Well, if you do Airbnb, you couldn't be there, no? Or you could rent out the room, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that part. I just don't really know, because if I get a long-term roommate and they're terrible, I have to deal with them (laughs) long-term. But <laughs> if you get Airbnb and they're terrible, you only got to deal with them for like a weekend. And then you're like, all right, get out of here. Rate them one star. And then. <laughs> yeah. Normally people are very, usually are respectable because they don't want to be getting ratings, a bad rating in themselves. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, we'll see. I got a lot of thinking to do. Probably do a lot of decorating as well. Kind of get to sit around and stare at walls. What should be here? If you do Airbnb, you do have to kind of decorate. <laughs> yeah. I just, rooms are just ugly. empty. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like a cot in the middle, <laughs> just a little rug. Bring a sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep on the floor. Yeah, you can do it. A hundred bucks. <laughs> he charged me a hundred dollars. There wasn't even a bed. <laughs> Tough luck, Buttercup. Other than that, nothing too much. Yeah, just working, working. Picked up a new project. It's boring. I'm not going to tell you about it. But <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm trying to think if there's any shows or movies I've seen that I want to talk about. I was just about to ask, have you seen any movies this week? I haven't. We were supposed to go see a movie this weekend, but we ended up not going. We were going to take Dad to go see a movie for Father's Day. But then he was like, he got home from work and he was like, I'm too tired. I really don't want to. And we're like, okay, well, he's like, just come over. And I'm like, what's the point of me coming over? You're just going to fall asleep while we try to watch a movie at the house. (laughs) And there's not even any movies on TV right now that we want to see. That's what he wanted for Father's Day, was to fall asleep while his daughter watches TV next to him. 
No. It's not how you roll, huh? Well, I also didn't have any gas, so I didn't want to have to go out and get <laughs> gas just to drive all the way to his house just for him to fall asleep on me. You sound like a terrible daughter. I saw him on Saturday, though. I hung out with him on Saturday. We went to a Dodger game. Nice. That's right. You did mention that you went to a Dodgers game via text. How was that? Was it a good game? Did he catch the game-winning ball and hand it to him and say, Dad, here you go? No to all of them. That did not happen. <laughs> they lost. And I was <laughs> so mad because we were winning. Okay. <sighs> Getting so steamed. All right. all right. Let it all out. You can do it. We have, like, they put the worst closer pitcher out. He is part of the reason we lost the World Series last year. It's your fault. You did this to us. And they keep sticking him out there. It's like, what is wrong with you? He can't close nothing. He probably can't even close his own door. They've got to level him up. They're playing the long game. They just need to get rid of him. And so <laughs> they need to execute him in the streets, <laughs> execute him in the streets. Uh, <laughs> and so what it is, is, okay, last year he went out and we were winning. I think it was like one to zero and they went out there and it was like two innings left, I think. And he turned around and they scored. If they hit off of you, you know, okay, if they score off of you, like that sucks. You're the closer. That shouldn't happen. But they definitely shouldn't be, you go up there and they hit a home run off of you right off the bat. Well, hey, home runs happen, you know? He's warming up. He's leaving out there one inning. Not if you're the closer. That's the whole point of you being the closer. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and this has happened, for I think, for both of those two games and for this game, where the pitcher was doing really well. They had no scores. The team didn't have any scores. That's pretty good. And one of the games, they take the pitcher out because even though he was doing really, really good, they want to take him out before he blows his arm. Yeah, you got to keep him rested and everything. So they bring out the closer. Score, like home runs, right off the back off of him. And it's like, we took out the pitcher, not because he was getting tired or anything like that, but because we don't want him to get hurt. And he pitched seven innings without any scores. And you come up and boom, home run. Yeah, you're going to lose the game trying to save your pitcher. That's going to win games for you. You might as well use the pitcher that's going to win games for you. And then just say, sorry, we had a good season. I know you can't play for the rest of your life, but <laughs> this was a good season, though. In one of the games, he went and it let them score. And so it tied it up and they went 16 innings. They basically played almost a whole new game, even though they should have just won. And the next game after that, they brought him. It was like right back to back games. It's like, what the heck? He just screwed up this last game. You're going to bring him out again? And poop, sure enough, home run. And they lost that game. Well, that's what they get. They should have played dodgeball. <laughs> and so this game on Saturday, we were winning. And then they bring him out. And I'm like, and I think it was like the last inning they bring him out. It was either the last or the, or the eighth inning. And I'm like, oh my God, no. Why? Why? <laughs> and sure enough, boom, he hits the first pitch. He hits a guy. Nails him. Gives him a base. And then the next guy, boom, home run. So we win about one. <laughs> boom. Within just like three pitches. Boom, we lost the game. Oh, man. That's brutal. And supposedly the reason why he had problems last year was because of the medication he was taking. And it's like, well, well, like, are you still on it? Like, we need to just get rid of you, period. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's L.A. How many people live here? <laughs> Surely we got a better pitcher. That or we need to get rid of the coach. Because I watched some of the games and I'm like, why haven't you pulled this pitcher out? What are you doing? Not just the one that I was talking about with the closer, but with other pitchers. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh -huh. They shouldn't be in there. And then sure enough, it's like, like the next few pitches is like all these scores. And I'm just like, what are you doing? What are you keeping this pitcher in for? Like, you could already tell he was done. Like, last inning. <laughs> you should go coach for him. Uh, 
Not that talented, but apparently more talented than this one. <laughs> okay, well, I only have one quick update, which is we have one more new follower. What, what? Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. Where from, do you know? Have you gone to visit them? How do you find out where these people are from? You, like, hack their Facebook and reverse image search their IP and hack their database with SQL? Exactly. Thanks for following us. I follow you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Raquel's there in a bush. So no, it uh, Podbean gives me some statistics on where yeah. some downloads are at. Analytics and stuff. Yeah, so it doesn't specifically say where each follower is from. I could just see if they have an account on the account it says where. A lot of them that say in other places. I don't know where those are at because do- Podbean doesn't even know. I see. They're probably using VPNs and making sure they don't get followed back. <laughs> <laughs> we will follow you back, though, if you like us on Twitter. Oh, I'm doing the social media thing. I hate myself. But for real, drop a like and smash that bell. Oh, I'm going to go drink now. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, we do actually usually follow people back on Twitter. Yeah, that's a nice little gesture. Almost as like a super inappropriate Twitter. Like mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm always posting that. Yeah, I'm just joking. I don't even know what people post on Twitter. Okay, so let's talk about our topic then, shall we? Yeah, let's move on into it. Sounds like a good idea. Because we have lots of them to get through, because this is going to be a good one. I feel like this is going to be like a really long one, and I don't know how I feel. I'm getting some deja vu here, to be honest. Well, that's because this is going to be a (laughs) re-recording of... The so-called corrupted one. So don't mess up with your mic, Jacob. Hey, I'm not even touching it. Don't blame (laughs) me. I thought there was a lot of puff protection in there, too. That was a... No, that's been fixed. Okay. And so, our today's topic is at a restaurant, which works for Jacob because... Jacob used to be a server as well. He gets both sides. I used to work at Steak and Shake. I worked about uh, a little under a year there. Good old retro diner. I actually always really liked Steak and Shake. Uh, Frisco Melt's one of my favorite things. So I went to apply and I walked in and I, I had piercings in and everything. I was all, all just in black. And the manager <laughs> just happened to be a metalhead. And she was like, she looked at me and I was like, you're looking at me so crazy. And she was like, you applying? I was like, yeah. She's like, all right, let's have an interview. And I sat down and interviewed and she's like, yeah, I'll give you the job. You look like my people. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like... <laughs> She's like, I'm a metalhead. I was like, all right, sweet. <laughs> so, and she was our third shift manager. So she'd work there overnight and like kick all the drunks out and everything. She's pretty cool. Jen was her name. I think we're still friends on Facebook. I should shoot her a message. There you go. I worked at Steak and Shake. Uh, later on, worked at a Mexican restaurant called La Parilla. There's a lot of La Parillas out there, but this is one of the Southeast US little chain. And they're known for being the best of the best. Tex-Mix. Yeah, it's Tex-Mex, but it's a little more authentic than like a lot of places. That's my favorite. I'm sorry. I don't like authentic Mexican food. Oh. I like Tex-Mex. <laughs> I miss it. It's got it. a lot of crossover. Because, you know, we're in Georgia, so <laughs> these people want a wall. It's a miracle they even like Mexican food, you know. <laughs> Let me just generalize the whole state. I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah, I miss my Tex-Mex. There's not really any Tex-Mex here other than the Taco Bell. Tex-Mex is pretty good. But we're known for uh, this restaurant was like... If you go to apply at any other service, like restaurant around here as a server, and you say, oh, I used to work at La Peria, they'd be like, all right, you're hired. You're already more trained than we're going to train you. So <laughs> you got the job. It was just really rigorous. Like you had to memorize. Here, I'm just waffling on. You had to memorize the whole menu and like know each ingredient, how they're organized and everything. And you know, Mexican food is a lot of like, you got your meat and you got your cheese and you got your lettuce. And it's all the same ingredients, just mixed differently, you know? <laughs> but that's very important. How do you want it mixed? Because it's completely changes the flavor anyway you have to do a big test and you have to pass like 
85% on their written test before you even get the job. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't study outside, you're not good enough for us. Man, that was, it's fun though. It was a good job. That's my serving background in a nutshell. Basically, the only survey kind of thing I had is working at the Georgia Renaissance Festival. And even then, that wasn't, that was more of like, um, people kind of just come up and order like a turkey leg or something like that or ice cream. And you just give it to them and they go on their way. Yeah, I gotcha. I did work at a skating ring um, and I worked in the cafe in that area too. Nice. Not for very long, maybe for like a month or two because I ended up going, that was the year we went back to Mercer early because we started doing the challenge course instructor, which was so much more fun than <laughs> the skating ring cafe. Oh, yeah, we got to be heroes. There were so many other jobs that were fun and uh, the skating ring that I could have done, but I was always stuck in the cafe and it just <laughs> sucked because they had laser tag. And if there was not enough people for laser tag, you got to go join them. Oh, man, that's so good. <laughs> they had some people who would go out and skate with people and check to make sure they're not like falling and stuff like that. My favorite part of skating rinks is watching all the little kids fall. That's my favorite part. I'm a terrible person. You could have just said you're like watching the adults fall. Well, that sounds bad. <laughs> but you know, the adults fall and they're like they're you know, they fall, they could get hurt, you know, they're weak. <laughs> These little kids, they'll hit the ground and bounce and laugh. Boom that kid's got spunk. And then I'll come back and they'll do it again. Just keep wiping out. Some of them get hurt and cry. That's not as fun. But I like the really tough, like, spunky kids that are, like, doing tricks and they just eat dirt. It's like, roll and, like, lay out. Like, make it really dramatic. That's how I was as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. I like skating, though. I can actually go backwards on skating rollerblades. I can't do that. I could basically get from one place to the other and that's it. Hey, that's fair. Do you prefer rollerblades or roller skates? I like... Wait, what's the difference? What are you talking about? Rollerblades are inline. And roller okay. skates are the quads. Okay, the roller blades then. Yeah, I didn't too. know there was like, I knew one was called inline and the other one was quad, but I didn't know that there was actually a difference between roller skates and roller blade. Yeah, I don't know if it's just uh, colloquial or what, but that's how I've always heard it. Okay. Yeah, I only can do inline skates. I can't do the quad because the, the brakes are in different spots. So I yeah, always end up falling because I'm so used to the brakes in the back. So then I go to put it in the back and of course there's nothing there. You just wipe out. <laughs> I don't I never wiped out. I just have almost wiped out many times trying to use the quads. And Nick can't use the inline ones. He has to use the quads. That's the only one he was able to skate on. Oh yeah. Some people can only do one of them. I I don't. I've never done quads in a long time. But it's funny that like you see like like if you ever go to a skating rink and there's like some like random guy in like 70s gear or whatever and it'll just be like doing these crazy tricks and like spinning around doing that. they're always on quads like the <laughs> like the, the oh, yeah. old school cool Those like quads. really good they're on quads yeah i wanted that's why i tried to use squads a couple of times because i wanted to do the tricks too yeah i couldn't skate in them i was like a, a, you know I should have learned in quads, then I would have been able to do it probably. There but. are really good fast people doing tricks in, in line as well. But like there's always that, that old school dude who you can tell like did some serious discoing back in the day. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> don't I see as fun. many cool tricks with the inlines as I do with the quads though. Like the inlines are the ones with the cones. Yeah, the cones are pretty good. The cone thing is basically the only kind of cool thing I've seen with the inlines. But with the quads, you see them doing like breakdancing basically while they skate. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, it's wild. I haven't been skating in so long, and I just found we got a skating place down the street. Oh. I've actually oh. got some skates. Fun fact, I went to a boarding goods store to get my skates, and I looked, and obviously, you know, being a bargain hunter, I looked at um, <laughs> the, the clearance. And there just so happened to be ladies' skates on clearance. So they were like $75 skates for like 35 bucks. They're not pink. They're black with pink trim. Uh, but... I mean, hey, you got them, did price, you? I got them, and I rock them too. <laughs> they look pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I'll you're wear. You looking down at your feet right now? Are you wearing them? <laughs> no, I'm not. I just, <laughs> I got them in the room. We could post, it, we could tweet them. <laughs> I'm proud of them. They look pretty sporty. But if you think about it, I mean, the, the mechanics are not any different. It takes the same wheels to roll a woman forward as it does to roll a man. It's functionally the same. I'll get them. They fit. <laughs> yeah. They're probably just difference in sizing and maybe a little bit of difference in maybe the width, possibly. Yeah, I, I think know. guys have wider feet. I don't know. They fit mine. Possibly. Is what it is. And then the colors. That's basically the only difference. They look pretty cool, though. They're they're like a nice, like a nice hot pink. <laughs> <laughs> They're not Barbie skates. Anyway, our topic is not rollerblading. It is actually restaurants. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So that's our history with food. <laughs> and roller skating. So let's go ahead and I guess I'll start us off. So the very first one, which I think is very obvious, which is don't you know, always tip. Duh. Yeah. Tipping is, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're a decent human being. Another reason why I bring this up, even though it's pretty obvious, is because you have a special way that you do tipping, don't you? It's like a different kind of way. Like a lot of people will just do twice the tax or they'll do like the 15% or whatever. But I think one of the times we went somewhere, you did it based off of like how long we were there or something like that. Yes. Yeah, like so a lot of my <sighs> – you kind of notice patterns and trends and like eventually it averages out. Doing the 20% thing is pretty fair and uh, 15 obviously. I mean uh, 20% is obviously good. But a lot of times like I always got – if I go to Waffle House and I order a meal and my meal is like $6 and my server was great and took care of me for the 45 minutes I was there. So if I think that was fantastic and I tipped 20%. That is a dollar twenty on that meal, and so now I've had this person working for me for a dollar twenty, and like that is not enough. Like <laughs> for me, if I had, I will do like at least three bucks, three fifty, three fifty, and then there are like at the risk of sounding like too uh too legalistic, there are like things that will bump you up or like drop you down, which I think is terrible. There's the whole like the u.s does its tipping weird like in other countries you don't really tip it's just the wages that they're paid and then they work and it incentivizes you to do well but here we do it a little differently it's more judgmental i think and so like oh they didn't smile that's 50 cents <laughs> and that's so mean yeah i'm kind of that way not where it's like 50 cents you didn't smile but i've kind of like said things that if they don't do it then they'll go down like, what's an example? Like, one of the examples is kind of like, and I guess it also depends. It varies, too, depending on if I can see they're obviously really, really busy. But I don't like it where my glass is, like, empty. Like if I'm eating, don't let my glass go empty. Oh, yeah. Like, you, as you're walking by, like, you can even see from a little bit of a distance, like, you can see where your customer's glasses, like, drink levels are. That's something that doesn't involve you really, like, having to come by every once in a while and be like, wait. Is there glass? Like, are you, do you need more drink? Like, if you see my glasses going low, that's when you come over. Yeah. And so, and then, of course, um, also 
stopping by every once in a while. You know, as as long as it's because this stuff is different if it's like super super busy. And a lot of it is reading your guests too, because some people don't like you to stop by that much if you're interrupting them and you're, hey, everything's still good. You need anything? Whereas they might, and you can kind of learn your tables too. They might prefer you to just kind of like walk by and like, or I'll like tap on the table to show that I've like made a conscious like decision to walk by. And if they stop me, that's what they need. But that's one. And then of course the smile thing too. That's nice. Where you're just being happy mood. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to give you a horrible tip, but I have like a set kind of like general idea of what I'm going to do for a tip. And if you're like really, really happy, well then that boosts you up to a higher level. Not so much knock you down if you're not, unless you're just completely rude. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're completely rude, that's, that's going to hurt the tip. <laughs> There's a difference between like being frustrated or something and being just rude. If you're rude to me, no. Hey, I will pull the I pay your bills card. <laughs> That's <laughs> so mean. I'm just teasing. Well, it's depending on how rude they are. I don't know. For me, one thing that um, I, I tend to see it more as like a baseline. Like I know what my baseline is immediately. And I think that's fair. That's at 350, I think, depending on where it is. If you're getting like two people. So that's for me dining alone is my 350. But two people, I always felt and La Peria was kind of a normal restaurant, like medium, medium to it probably has $2 signs. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not cheap, but it's not really expensive either. It's kind of in the middle. Anyway, when I was working there, if a table of two came through and dropped to five bucks, I was pretty happy with that because usually table two is easy and uh, there's a little date or something. Now, if they're ordering alcohol and stuff and their bill's like running up to a hundred and they drop five bucks, that's pretty cheap. So it scales depending on what you're doing. But usually if it's like a normal lunch, five bucks on a table of two, I'm happy with that. If it's like a dinner... Maybe 10 if it's something fancy. I think that's pretty good, but I don't know. So, oh, where I was going with that is I had my baseline for like a table of one and then, or whatever table, and then they can build on. And so so one thing I like to do is when we were working at La Prairie, they would tell us when you go up, look for like straw wrappers and like ripped up napkins or like the little band that goes around your napkins. Look for that and try and grab it while you're eating. So there's not so much clutter on the table. So as a customer, when I'm eating, if I do my straw wrapper and my little band or whatever, I'll crumple them up and I'll put them kind of by the edge of the table. Not like to gesture like, here, take this, but just kind of where it's a accessible if you're hiding them it's hard to grab but if they grab that that's like okay i know i got a pro server here i'm gonna add a little little to the tip (laughs) but again all this is so like legalistic and now you're you're not relaxing you're you're judging and evaluating the whole time maybe i'm too intentional i don't know but um that's actually one of my don't you know is don't you know like don't tear up the napkin to pieces. Oh, that's and if the you do, worst. Stick it like in an area, like stick it in a bowl or something like that so that they don't have to try to clean it up. Because see, with me, I fidget. So if I'm sitting here waiting a really long time or whatever, if I just so happen to have the napkin in my hand, I will tear it to pieces, not even realizing it. You are destructive by nature. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I get antsy. Uh, I can't sit still. But I will put it all onto like a plate or something like that. I won't just kind of spread it out all over the table, spell out something with the tear up pieces of the napkin. Yeah, as a server, I didn't really mind if people would tear it up. If they at least pile it up, I could scoop it off the table. That's not a big deal. But I had one person like hit it under the like the sugar packets and like put it in that little bowl. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, that's so annoying. And oh, that's the worst. If, if you should take them to the streets. <laughs> to the streets of execute to the streets so we had we had a conversation off camera about uh how i think that's a little harsh and i was gonna bring it up earlier with the uh the poor pitcher who we said we should execute the street i don't even know who you are i'm sorry if you're listening thanks for listening uh, <laughs> long story short 
I think that a, a better thing would be to um, uh, send him to space. Put him in a rocket ship, send him up, and land on Mars, and then, okay, you're you're in charge of Mars now. And then they can... Because <laughs> Mars is pretty rough, and it's pretty boring. Figure out how you get your own oxygen, because you only sent up one tank with you. Yeah, and you're clearly talking too much, and you're not using yours effectively. So, <laughs> now, in, in my America, we're sending you to space. <laughs> to the moon! To the moon. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Like, Kerbal Space Program. Oh, I loved that game when I used to play that. It's so good. You get to build rockets and send them off. I think or... I remember that with the green little with the green little thing. The yeah, green people. I think yeah. I was playing it back in your dorm at one point. Yes, we were super drunk and we were taking shots every time the person <laughs> didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> when they fail, we took a shot in remembrance of them. Oh, rip! I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing like a uh, rocket surgery on the on the bottle, you know. Oh man. That was the night. And you know what? Even though we said that, I think only I was and my friend was drinking every time. We we said that that was what we were going to do, but I don't think. I think only with us two were the ones that were doing it. Knowing how we partied, it would be like, um, it'd be like, all right, we're going to do this mission. Uh, let's let's drink to their, to their good luck. And then we'd drink. And then it would go. And if it was good, we'd go, that was a good one. I'll drink to that. And if they crashed, we'd go, let's drink to their memory. <laughs> So, regardless of the circumstance, we were getting it down. We would, we had, like, the interesting, like, drinking games. Some of them were normal, but a lot of them weren't. Like, we didn't just kind of sit around and drink and talk. Most of the time, we had, like, some type of game involved. Let's play Mario Kart. <laughs> you feel less like an alcoholic when you do that. Anyways. Okay. Back to our thing. Let's see here. How do we feel about pets at a restaurant? More specifically, dogs. Well, I'm staring at two dogs that I don't like right now no i'm just teasing (laughs) they're very sweet here's the thing um i found out i don't remember what i was doing i was looking at something oh what it is is like facebook listens to your conversations and pays attention to your views (laughs) and all that other stuff so they know i like (laughs) so they know i like dogs and so they did a suggestion for an article about places that you can take your dog to oh and it was saying some restaurants and the examples of the restaurants they gave which starbucks and the shake chat starbucks won't kick you out for anything now here's the thing though is that they both allow dog but only outside because of health code reasons and that makes a lot of sense that's why they have puppy snacks because they do like they do say okay you can bring your dog they just have to eat outside so because Starbucks has puppuccinos and Shake and Stack. I don't remember. They have some type of dog snack. Puppuccinos. That's cute. Yeah. It, it's just whipped cream, though. <laughs> it's still cute, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that if you're... Uh, it's tough because, like, service dogs are, like, trained and everything. And they're... Oh, yeah. yeah by law, they have to be allowed. Those aren't included. I was talking about just regular dogs. Just a pet. Like, your two little dogs that you have right now. Well, they're not really little, but your two dogs that you have right now. They'd raise a scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. If your dogs are well-behaved, I think that's fine. Um, Coming in, but they should not be getting everywhere. And then I think about, I don't have allergies, so I would not be that bothered. But oh, yeah, somebody who, ha- who has allergies might be bothered or might not be able to sit in a spot or, you know, because, you, you, you know, it would be awkward to bring your dog and you go, oh, hey, do you have any allergies? Do you mind if I sit here? Nobody's going to do that. They're just going to plonk down in an empty spot and then the person next to them with allergies is going to get frustrated. That's not fair. Yeah, that's true. But it could be going the other way, too, is like, oh, I can't bring my other dogs because of people. Like, No, you can't because this is a people restaurant. You're going to have to deal. <laughs> I, I more air on that side. <laughs> 
also on the out if you are outside though it shouldn't bother your allergies like my mom's allergic to the dandruffs of the dog so like the fur and stuff like that will cause her asthma to act up so if we were inside a closed place then yeah That's if bad, someone yeah. brought in like a husky or something like that that loses fur like crazy then yeah that would be a problem for my mom but if we were outside that wouldn't be an issue yeah if that dog does one shake and there's just hair in the next four tables that's bad but outside i think outside is fair game like if you're outside you're in the elements you could might have a dog near you okay uh do you have any i have a couple yeah, more was, but i feel like you through. haven't said anything so i didn't want to keep going and then you not having a chance to say any of yours oh i'm kind of just going i go with the flow let's see um we could talk about oh don't you know if you dine in dash we are sending you to space Immediately. <laughs> Get on the rocket. It's the last. Say, say goodbye. No, you don't even say goodbye to your family because I don't want them to miss you at all. If you dine in Dash, you are the scum of the earth. And just stop listening to the podcast. I don't want to teach you anything. So just go, <laughs> go to space. They're the ones that need it the most, Jacob. Obviously, no. they don't know anything about restaurant etiquette. <laughs> they deserve to be in a mining camp on Mars. That's exactly... <laughs> <laughs> I had this happen to me once. Um, you can probably sense from all the loaded conversation. I had this <laughs> table and they came in for brunch. And so there's only like two servers, like one on each side of the restaurant. And they sit down and I was very friendly with them as I am with all my guests. They order alcohol and they order these meals. And then they ask for a to-go box. And I go to the back to get a to-go box and I come back and they're gone. And the table next to them is like, they just ran out of that door. And I was like, man. And it... It broke my heart. <laughs> I was <laughs> lied to. I was taken advantage of. I was stolen from. And it ended up with, uh, it ended up my manager was nice enough that she did not make me pay for the food, but I did have to pay for the alcohol um, as kind of a punishment for, hey, you need to watch your tables. I did not expect my tables to be lying, slanderous thieves that deserve to be <laughs> executed in the streets <laughs> on Mars. And they worked at Crystal, so... Shame on you, Crystal. Hire better employees. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, don't dine and dash. When you I mean, said, uh, when you told the story before, I didn't know that. But if you do dine and dash, it's on the server to pay for the meal. I didn't know that. And I don't think a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people. It usually is, yeah. They assume that it's just the, the restaurant that's got to cover for it. Oh, it's insured. No, it's not. They're going to stick it to that server. <laughs> and I was a good server. I was like, man, I, I actually tried to go home. I was like, that's it. I'm just, I'm going home. I'm done. It killed all my morale. They're like, no, 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 just stay. I was like, I can't. I, they, that meal, the meal and the drinks cost more than all the money I made on that four-hour shift. I had four more hours to go. But I was like, they just cut into my profits. My whole day has been for nothing because these, I almost swore on your podcast, but I won't. <laughs> Decided not to pay. Send anyway, them to the moon. Send them to the moon. To the moon. We don't need them here. Without oxygen support. No. <laughs> Gonna have to have a t-shirt on that. To the moon on the t-shirt. To the moon. That would make good, good, uh, yeah. make good little art. Send it to the moon. Send them to the moon. And have like a little rocket. And on the back like it a- says, don't you know a podcast? <laughs> like, I think it's like a, some type of Latin NASA podcast. <laughs> we have, okay, so you have not only the Dining Dash, but I think this also goes with what you were saying, which is, don't you know, well, not really so much going with what you're saying but also kind of applies to server but don't you know if your food is wrong don't get mad at the server 
It might not even be their fault. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it is. I'll, I'll say on average, let's say, well, it depends on the server. Let's just say 50-50. We'll say that it's equal. If it's not your server's fault, it's it's the kitchen's fault. <laughs> There's a lot that goes on. You know, I take an order and I got to translate it and write it down. And then I got to read my own handwriting because I'm going fast. And I got to punch into the computer. And have you ever used a computer? You know how bad data entry can be. And if you've ever used a cheap, lame, slow computer from five years ago that's half in Spanish because it's a Mexican restaurant, they're very hard to use. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> stuff messes up or you got to search for something for 10 hours. And then the computer gets sent back to the kitchen who, again, only half speaks English. <laughs> There's a lot of room for error. Um, sometimes stuff happens. And, you know... I want you to have a happy meal, and you want to have a happy meal, and my managers and the kitchen want you to have a happy meal, because that gets us all home with the least amount of headache. If something messes up, please, please, you are not a king. You are not a queen. You are probably a terrible person deep down, and you know it. Just uh, <laughs> give us a little patience. We'll get your taquito out. It'll be fine. We're going to take care of you. And at the end of the day, when you go to complain to that manager, remember... It's just food. If you're going to starve to death because of this meal, that's a problem you have with yourself. And you need to learn to manage your needs better. <laughs> yeah. My problem comes down to when that happens or something like that is if you're like, there are certain things that if you do to your meal, it costs extra. And so if you're charged that extra and it doesn't come out right, yeah. that's when it's frustrating. That's fair. Because it's like you paid extra for this. And that happens. And usually like... And I won't even say usually. Every time that happens, if you say, hey, I ordered guacamole, I didn't get it. My manager's going to be like, I'm sorry that happened. You want some to go or, and we can take it off. It's up to you or whatever. Um, they'll take care of you. Like, we know it happens. We're serving a thousand people a day. Starbucks is really, really good about that. Like, if you complain about something, Starbucks is really good about refunding you. Starbucks will take care of you. Starbucks has really good customer service for sure. They would rather eat some money to keep good per customer service up. That's just how they are. Chick-fil-A is not. Chick-fil-A won't. Chick-fil-A is horrible customer service. <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A. It's good. Their customer service sucks. Because I was trying to do catering and it wasn't showing up. And so I contacted That's them. That's catering. Nobody likes doing catering. If you're into catering. <laughs> well, it wasn't even truly catering. It was teasing. like, I just wanted 10 chicken biscuits. So it was cheaper just to do it through the catering thing because it had already a, a section for 10. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. If it's on the menu, it's fair game. Nobody, if you're a server and you're listening, don't complain about anything on the menu because it's on the menu. Well, anyways, but I did it through the app. So um, I ordered it and it didn't charge me or anything like that. And it wasn't showing up. And I was like, what the heck? And I didn't want to place another order in case that one went through because then now I'm placing two orders. That was going to be super expensive and, and too many. Right. And so I contacted the customer service and i had done it like last minute so by the time they got back to me it was the day of oh and then only to tell me that each chick-fil-a is a franchise you have to contact that specific chick-fil-a uh, they can't now that is true because there are a lot of franchises yeah oh, that's frustrating be like well it's store one two three four that's the one that you need to talk to they're ruining your brand <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's i don't know that's frustrating I had Chick-fil-A for lunch, though. Is Starbucks not a franchise either? I thought I it was know. a franchise. They probably have also. They probably have uh, corporate and franchise. I know Steak and Shake did. We had we worked at a franchise one, but there were the three ones nearby, and they were not very good. So that means <laughs> there's no excuses if Starbucks can do it. Yeah, I know. I miss Moe's. I wish that was. That's one of my biggest text mix I miss. I miss Moe's. Hey, uh, that reminds me um, of part of my uh, 
one of my research topics was about. So you've mentioned Moe's before. What is it that uh, draws you to Moe's? The queso. The queso. I like the queso. That's what I want is the queso. (laughs) (laughs) Just the queso. I read this study on emotional bonding and restaurant loyalty. And in this study by Anna S. Matilla, she said that uh, customer retention is like your most profitable thing as a restaurant. Yeah, makes sense. If you can build that customer retention, you're going to do well. Uh, get people to keep coming back, build, um, build, make it into the status quo. If you can get them to say, oh, every Monday we go out to this restaurant, you've got a good thing going on. That's what we used to do. Moe's Monday. Moe's Monday. Nice. Perfect. That's what me and my friends used to do in college. We'd go there because not only do Moe's Monday, but uh, sometimes they would give us a discount for being a student. It was one of those ones that were weird because like some of them, depending on who was serving you, some of them would let you do the most Monday discount and the student discounts. Other would say that you can only do one. Oh, man, you double up on the discounts. It's pretty good. Yeah, I just depended. Most of the time, we didn't get away with it. But we still did most Monday because it was cheaper than a student discount anyways. And that was actually in the um, part of customer retention is the points and the cards and the rewards and the coupons. Those are all good ways to do it. But she argues that even more so than that, emotional connections tend to go way further. And so if you have two places on average, you know, it depends on the study. If you get one place that's just like cut and dry and maybe has coupons or something and another place that's like more personal to you that makes you feel more like it's your restaurant rather than just a restaurant that you go to um that's the strongest connection you can get and that's the best way to make your customer retention so if you listeners can think of any places that you just feel personally connected to like for me i'll always be a uh, an avid customer of la Perea because i used to work there i would you could have other places be like oh we got this and that i don't care you're not la Perea. <laughs> <laughs> I believe blue. I think that really depends too, though. Because, like, say a college student, you might have, like, a personal, like, the rookery. We all have a personal connection oh, yeah. to the rookery. Good old rookery. But that was also one of those ones we didn't go to all the time. Yeah. Because even though we had a personal connection, we loved it. The food was great. The food was great, is too. The prices were not the greatest. And for, especially for a college student, and then also a distance away. Right. So pricing and distance also, I think, pays a big factor. But if it, if the pricing is about the same, if the distance is not going to cost you the amount it would if it's not like 20 miles away. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that definitely <laughs> Which, applies. Let's be real. It was not 20 miles away. It was like <laughs> three tops. Okay. So here's the problem with the, with the distance was, was it was a really big distance as in I had to go by car. Yeah. Anything that required going by car was a hassle. Oh, yeah. If you go to Burger Studio in the student center, you got a burger right there. Yeah. There was not enough parking spots. So if you left your parking spot, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you spent it on a burger. Yeah. So the way we used to do it sometimes would be like, who has the worst parking spot? Yeah, you're, you're driving. the one that has to drive. But the funny thing <laughs> is that now you're all walking that far to that car. Like, what's the point of when are you going to use this parking spot up in the front that you have, this magic parking spot? You're like, that's prioritizing. You're like, I'm, only, I'm keeping this one for if I break my leg. Well, I break your <laughs> leg, you're not driving. If I get a medical emergency, <laughs> I can grab my car. We're just getting tacos. We're going to. I guess in our mindset, though, is if we were going, because one, it rains a lot. So once you're running out to your car, at least now you're closer. Two, a lot of times when we were leaving to our car, wasn't always for food. Sometimes it's because we were going to home or something like that. So you don't have to carry all your stuff back. That's a good point, too. Yeah, luggage. Plus, it felt for us, it just felt safer for it to be closer. You didn't have to worry about someone like breaking in. I just like to be able to look out the window and look at my beautiful car. 
Which I, I didn't have this car back at college, though. <laughs> I had a vibe, which was also a pretty car, but different. That you stole. <clears throat> oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. I'm drinking. Here we go. <laughs> Drink every time I say stall. <laughs> Used to work at the uh, food stall. Oh, wait. Whoops. <laughs> I got oh, a drink. Okay. That actually, speaking of that, that actually makes me think of one good don't you know, which is don't you know you're always going to find the angriest people at an event or at a, um, not an event, an event or a place. You're always going to find the angriest people at the food court. Yeah. At the food court or the police station. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would be like at the Renaissance Festival and at the skating rink. I'd be looking out and I could see all these people all so happy, all happy. And then they come to, it's like, and all of a sudden it's like, there's an invisible line and all of a sudden frown. <laughs> <laughs> Frowny food court. It's because people get hangry. They wait too long to eat. They can't manage their blood sugar. And then, I need food now. Why didn't you eat 30 minutes ago? You save us all a favor. Yeah. I mean, some of it is frustrating i can see it like at the Rens georgia renaissance festival we had separate kitchens in the back so each line had different types of food so you'd have people wait wait pick a line pick like the shorter line and they'll be like i want this 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 and oh sorry search you have to go to those lines i only serve what's this food right here right above me that says whatever's on that yeah, list that's chicken the only thing or turkey I serve. legs or whatever yeah and they're like well i have like four kids they all want something different and i'm like <laughs> oh yeah I can't help now, you. Now, to be fair, that is a terrible design. If I had... Because you want different stuff. That's human nature. You're not going to send your four-year-old into a different line. Well, four-year-old's going to get whatever you give it. Well, I mean, it also just depends. Like, some of the stuff, if you wanted... Like, if you chose to... Okay, so sometimes we would have really short lines and sometimes we have really long lines. But basically, during lunchtime, we have really long lines. So if you chose to eat lunch when everyone else is, that's partially your fault. <laughs> But the thing was, is the lines kind of made, like, sense. You had a line that had, like, fish and chips and, like, more, like, kind of fish stuff. You had another line that had burgers and fries. And then you had a line that had chicken and fries. And then a line for turkey legs. Like, depending on what you wanted, that was the line you got in. And I'm sorry, your four kids will have to eat the same <laughs> thing. Like, everyone can eat chicken and fries. It's not like, this line's for fries, this line's for burgers, this line's for hot dogs. Like, okay, so if you want burger and fries, you have to go to two different lines. It's just, like... Okay, chicken and fries are in this line. Burgers and fries are in this line. <laughs> Which do you want? Do you want burgers or right. chicken? Okay, well, everyone's getting burgers. Everyone's getting chicken. Line. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with it. Unless you went when there were shorter lines. I don't know. But yeah, you always have the angers. Even when I was in the skating ring, you watch everyone laughing and falling and laughing. And then they come up to your line and all of a sudden they're all mad. They're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. why is this taking so long? It's like, uh, because we have to yeah. cook it. What if you cooked a burger right now? Go cook a burger. How long does that take you? <laughs> And people get so frustrated. Don't mess with people's food. You mess with people's food, they'll kill you. They'll do it. <laughs> so since you did your article, let me go ahead and do my article. So my article, I mostly pick articles from Psychology Today. So this one talks about how sound can affect your spending. So they say that they found that if it was the loud, and this also works for retail, but the louder something is, the more likely you're spending to spend more money supposedly um the study says that the louder something is it can overstimulate us which leads to like a sensory overload and so it weakens our self-control huh that makes a lot of sense in a different study they found that college students were likely to eat more and drink more during meals that had music playing so also music was a big thing too hmm. But the also the country origin of the music can also affect your spending. So this one isn't so much towards 
food but as like a store so like they found that if you play french music more people are likely to buy french wine this is at a wine store if it was german they buy more german wine that's very interesting and it makes sense because they're subconsciously thinking about it or it plays something oh that was an interesting pronunciation oh i love the french language oh french is so good i'd love to visit france and then you see a french wine and you go oh here's a le chateau de vino or whatever i don't know how to speak french <laughs> And then this also found that for waiters, this is a good one for you guys, would be in a French study, they found that if you play songs with pro-social lyric, that people would be more empathetic and help, um, no, pro-social lyrics that pertain to like empathy and helping others, you're more likely to have an increase in tips. Ah, uh-huh, interesting. Whereas if you're playing Kill Em All by Metallica, they're going to attempt to kill your <laughs> server. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Send them to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Send them all to the moon by Metallica. I read a similar study by Ronald E. Milliman. It was is called Music, the Influence of Background Music on the Behavior of Restaurant Patrons. And it basically said the same thing. It was the summary said it was found that music tempo variations can significantly affect purchases, length of stay, and other variables examined. Um, and yeah, basically the same yeah, that stuff one says you're that saying. Too. Maybe it's the same article. We don't know. Because <laughs> that's what it also says here too, was tempo, is that tempo can, slow music can c- encourage patrons to stay and linger, which means that they'll spurge more on dessert and extra drink. Uh, interesting. So it slows you down, makes you live more in the moment, whereas fast staccato, uh, fast staccato music can um, make you... Uh, Want to just change things up or do something rash? <laughs> I found another interesting thing called Soundtrack Your Brand, and it's about the impact of music in restaurants. They call this the biggest experiment ever on their website, which I would challenge. I think that's a bold, that's a very <laughs> bold claim. They say research has shown that music can influence sales and customer decisions. This study takes the research one step further. It specifically examines music that expresses a brand's values and how music and restaurants affect sales. And so, although I didn't look too much into it, it sounds like what they do is they pick songs for you to play that like talk about different things. So if you're a lemonade stand and there's some music that talks about lemonade, you should definitely play that music because they're going to hear that and they're going to visualize it and they're going to, some of them, some percentage of them might notice it and buy lemonade based on that song. Just like Brown Eyed Girl. That's kind of like product placement. Yeah, it exactly is like that. Less stuff, like, because product placement does work, but it has to be subtle. Like, when I watch Supergirl, it always makes me want pizza because they're always eating (laughs) pizza in the show. Yeah. I always want pizza, though, so I don't know if that's marketing or just programming, but uh, it does say that 9.1% is the difference in total sales when playing music that matched the brand compared with playing randomly randomly selected popular songs. 9.1. Imagine all your sales. It is the difference in total sales. So imagine all your money and then 9.1% just because you play some music that talks about whatever. It makes me kind of think about kind of going back to the product placement is I wonder if Starbucks sales increased after the Game of Thrones kind of Wait, thing. Wait, what Game of Thrones kind of thing? Remember where they had where someone didn't catch the Starbucks cup oh. in, the, in the scene? <laughs> I did hear about that. I don't know. I wonder if their sales went up because of that. Probably anytime you mention a brand, you are advertising for them. Because uh, brand recognition, uh, just awareness is marketing. And so... And that's why it kills me because I do not like to talk about if I get an annoying advertisement in my head and then I tell somebody, oh, this brand was so annoying. 
I realize that that is their advertisement literally working. <laughs> so if I say, oh, and I'll give Costco. I say, hey, Costco had this really annoying ad. And then all of a sudden, I'm advertising for them for free. And I'm a sheep. And I hate myself. <laughs> Send me to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not a really good punishment. Because a lot of people would actually like to go to space. Me being one included. It would just encourage. They would like to go <laughs> and come Back. Yeah, if it was like you live on the moon now. No, still, there would be a bunch of people just acting out because they'd be like, "Yes, heck yeah, send me to the moon. That sounds great." And then we'll just deal we with send it. Send you to the moon with one tank of oxygen, though. <laughs> no, you just have a community now on the moon of like rebels without a cause, and they just build their own community and they start weaponizing the moon and then shoot Earth, and now we've just ruined the whole world because a bunch this of. This kind of sounds like the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good show. It is a good show. Not quite the same. But no. in a way, a little bit where they send all the rebels. It's like all the rebel teenagers down. And they have to, like they start to actually organize their own kind of colony kind of thing going, their own civilization. And then the rest of them come down. They're like, we live on our own now. We don't need you guys. <laughs> you sent us out. We're like, that's it. Execute them in the street. We tried. <laughs> Line them up. Oh, that's terrible. Hey, better edgy than dull, I always say. Okay. I have, I think I have like two more discussions and then one more don't you know. Which one would you like? Uh, I got a quick one. Um, this comes from one of my roommates who's actually might be, might be, uh, might be giving birth at this moment. Um, congratulations. And bringing joy to the world. Oh, yeah. Um, she says she used to work as a server and a bartender. She was speaking as a bartender. So imagine you have a bar with like 12 seats. And then there's like, let's say seats four and five have some messy tables there, messy stuff there. And there's like some people over on the other side. If somebody comes in and you sit at the dirty spot, you're the worst. Like, don't sit at a dirty spot. Like, get a clean spot. They'll get to you. And then bonus points if they ask, can you clean this? Like, really? No, I was just going to leave it there. They literally just left. The seat is probably still warm. Yes, I'm going to clean this. You're going to the moon. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Here's Okay, so you're saying you don't do that. Only if there's open tables already. Well, like yeah, clean I'm tables. assuming there's open tables and you just go by and you sit at the dirty table when there's an open spot right next to it. But you want this spot because this is my lucky spot. <sighs> okay, then that's different. Yeah, okay. Because oh, now you sound like Sheldon. Sheldon would do that <laughs> <laughs> from the Big Bang. This is my spot. Bazinga. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hate that show. Catchphrase. Uh, but you know it. Catchphrase. You know it. Oh my gosh. Only because <laughs> I saw this Venn diagram where it's like shows about smart people, shows about dumb people, shows for smart people, and shows for dumb people. And like some of them were like, so here's a show that's for smart people about dumb people. And that was like cops or something. And then, and then it was like, here's a show that's about smart people for dumb people. And that was the Big Bang. <laughs> Like some are like shows that are about smart and dumb people for dumb people. And I think the one for dumb people about dumb people was the Kardashians. (laughs) I'll find this. I'll find this. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Find it and send it. We'll post it on Twitter. There you go. Yeah. It's a good meme. (laughs) You're allowed to like Big Bang Theory. I'm not really judging you. <laughs> yeah, you are. You judge everyone. A little bit. You isolating all of our fans. You always do this Don't every worry. episode. My, my bar is held to such a high standard that no mere mortal <laughs> can actually uh, fit all of them. It's why I have a hard time dating. <laughs> but you see, I hold <laughs> yeah, myself. That's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> I hold myself to the same standard. I'm the Uberman, and I want it. I'll just drop it there. <laughs> this week on Conceited Narcissism with uh, <laughs> oh, Jacob. 
this is why we're gonna be single for life i'm the same way i have such a like a high standard too <laughs> no it's i find life so easy no <laughs> Okay, I think we have talked about this before, not in this episode, the last one we recorded. We talked about, I guess this ended up, it ended up being a discussion versus a don't you know, but my, for me, don't you know, stack the plates and trash like at the end. Oh yeah, I've heard of this. What do you do? I do that. You're a plate stacker. Yeah, I, to me, I think it'd just be easier for them to clean up after us, especially if they're super busy. And, oh yeah, of course. And also because the more people they're able to get in and out, the more likely they can get more and more tips. Yeah. So if I can help them out, I help them out, you know? Yeah. So I've heard this, and actually, in between last time we talked about this and this re-record, <laughs> little meta, I actually had a conversation with somebody about this in real life. I didn't even bring it up. We are talking about that, and um, so the argument is that a lot of people, or some people, supposedly in some cultures, I don't know where, just quote, quote, some cultures, it can be considered rude to stack the plates because you're basically doing the job for the server. Like, oh, you can't handle your tables. I'll stack this for you. But for me as a server, I love when people stack my tables because I, I can handle my tables. But, man, if you do more work for me and I don't have to do it, thumbs up. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate mm -hmm. it. Because it's it's so easy, too. And it keeps your own table more clean. And it just it's it's orderly. You know, there's order in life. and. I, I'm all for it. And I don't know any servers that have ever been offended by people stacking the tables. I don't know where that comes from. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess when we first talked about it, you didn't say, you said they get offended by it because they can't do the job, but you didn't. I don't know what it was. Like, at first, when you were saying that, I was like, what, is there something wrong with, are you more likely to drop plates or something like that because it's improperly stacked or something like that? Like, oh. that would be a big <laughs> deal. But then you, then you continue on to say they felt like, you were doing their job. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, well, now I can kind of see from that point of view. And I guess it really just depends on your attitude. I guess your relationship with this, your server. Like, if it comes off as, like, you're, if, if you come off as condescending to your server, then I guess the server can take it in that way as if you were saying that they can't do their job. That makes sense. I just can't imagine how that would ever be, I'm going to stack their plates. That'll teach them. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. I stacked your <laughs> plates. You can't do your job. Like, who does that? That person has to be, like, completely deficient in the head somewhere, you know? Like, I just, I don't understand how that could ever be a thing. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, then. Okay. Oh, I got a question. What about, um, so what was it like for you? I got a quote about dealing with cooks. So okay. when you're working in a, a restaurant, there's a big, not a big, there's front of house and back of house. And like, that's kind of a big, like the, the back of house will say like, oh, the, <laughs> there's just, I think a lot of it is just rivalry and just having fun and going back and forth. But like, you know, you got your, your, your tough and rough guys back in the cook and they're chopping at the stuff. And then you have your, your pretty servers out there, you know, the front face. And, and so like, mm -hmm. oh, if you're, if you're a you server. You just saying that because you were a server. Well, that's no, that's <laughs> the thing is like, like the, the cooks would be like, oh, you can't handle it back here in the kitchen. You're not tough enough to be a fry cook or whatever. And then the kitchens are like, oh, the, 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 the 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 cooks back there oh i hate dealing with them or whatever you know it's just kind of different per restaurant but um i found this quote while i was doing my research it says heaven sends us good meat heaven sends us good meat but the devil sends cooks <laughs> david garrett <laughs> and maybe he's talking about he likes his meat very very rare and doesn't want them cooked but i think he's <laughs> i don't know the context <laughs> but for me uh dealing with the cooks i'm pretty sure he's talking about cooks thing. yeah <laughs> 
Which it was always fun. I, I always liked my cooks. You got to be on the good side, of course. But what was your experience? I didn't have experience really in that. Um, I've never really been like a server versus a cook kind of situation. I've always been kind of like both. Oh, when yeah. I worked in like the skating ring, I was the person who took the order, but I also had to go because it wasn't like like serious serious cooking. It was like putting something in the fryer or something like that. It wasn't. Oh, I see. So I didn't have to like make anything really from scratch. So I was basically the server and the cook. It was more preparing than... Yeah, and then at the Renaissance Festival, there was stuff that was kind of cooked, but it was in the same way, like stuff that would be plopped in the fryer and stuff like that. So I've never really had where you would actually make everything came from like a box and into a fryer or something. Oh, yeah. Now, for us, it was like there was always like... You got the cooks on the one side, and you got the servers on the other side. And then at La Priya, because it was fancier, you had your food prep in between. And so you had, like, a middleman, too. So you'd go up to them, and you'd be like, hey, I need some more guacamole. And they'd turn around, and they'd tell the chef, we need some more guacamole. And they, well, they had guacamole, but I need this. And they'd get that. And then he's like... And another thing is because there's a language barrier, too. And so if you have to go in and ask something, you got to learn all the, like... You got to learn the bad words. So you know when they're calling you something, you say, hey, I see you. I know what you're saying. I need this taco fast. <laughs> Rapido, por favor. <laughs> it was always a lot of fun. It was like two different little cliques or like, you know, you hear about the all the military works together, but they're different branches. But you only had that problem with La Peria, right? Because that was the one that you had the language barrier, not Steak and Shake too, right? Or well, Steak and Shake as well. There were different language barriers than Steak and Shakes, but it was more like uh, urban versus uh, not, <laughs> if you yeah. catch my drift. <laughs> yeah. A lot of slang. No, it was always fun too because- Restaurants are a good place because you do get a lot of different cultures and you get to meet so many people. I've worked with so many more people in the restaurant industry. You just get to, you get to learn about just all different walks of life and where people are coming from, different backgrounds, different aspirations. And like, man, I've had parties with people. I've been to parties that I don't think I would ever have been to parties. And <laughs> I was just like, if I hadn't been a server, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a great career. And if you can, if anyone listening, if you can work in a fast paced environment, if you know how to handle pressure, if you know how to wear a mask so you can get yelled at by one customer and not take it to heart and, or hide your own feelings, you're having a bad day. You still need to be friendly and get those tips. If you can do all that, serving is a great career, way better than retail. Cause <laughs> if you do it well, you can make a lot of money. Like, career servers are a thing. Uh, and you can move up to different restaurants. You can move up to be a bartender. It's a good career. It's a lot of fun. Man, some of my f- most fun times are through serving. But on the other hand, it's kind of nice to be out of it too. So your mileage may vary. It is definitely stressful. It is without a doubt a stressful career. But it's a lot of fun. I think that's all I got. <laughs> Working at a restaurant has never really been <laughs> the greatest for me. So I, I don't agree with you in that sayings, But Okay. So what do we feel... About bringing, like, outside food to a restaurant. Outside food to a restaurant. So, for example, sometimes what we do is um, maybe someone wants to eat at a restaurant and someone else has brought their own, like, lunch. Like, say you're with coworkers and maybe one or two want to go to a restaurant. Yeah. But you already brought your lunch and maybe someone else brought their lunch. So, bringing your own lunch to that restaurant while your coworkers buy something to eat. And sitting down and eating. I think that's okay. As a server, that sometimes that would happen. You'd see somebody come in with a uh, like a bag, a Happy Meal or something. And it's always fun. You can always like joke around with them and make fun and be like, oh, our food wasn't good enough for you, huh? And they'll usually get a <laughs> laugh. I never cared. I don't really care at all. As long as it's like, as long as somebody's ordering. You can't just walk in with just Happy Meals and sit down and expect me to clean your table. That's going to get you sent to the moon. But <laughs> overall, I don't think it's that big a deal. Okay, then. 
So, like, in the same way it would be if they went and got their own food, but everyone brought their own, like, drink or, like, own water or something like that. Yeah, no, that's okay. I think that's fine. Okay. Now, at a fancier restaurant, that might not fly. Yeah, I guess I was kind of thinking in my mindset a fancier one. I feel like that would be awkward to bring your own food. Yeah, and I think it is kind of a little rude. Yeah, and I feel like it's kind of awkward to bring your own, like, completely food. Like, your whole meal and just kind of sit there with your coworkers. To me, that feels <laughs> kind of weird, too. Yeah, like, you're real fun at parties. <laughs> like, oh, we got an open bar. Go help yourself. And he's like, no, thanks. I brought my Nalgene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do, uh, I guess, one more discussion and then we can go ahead and close on out. Yeah, I'm fresh out other than, oh, I could say if you, so speaking of getting food and eating at a table, I will say I've had people, the scum of the earth, they come to my restaurant where I'm working trying to make money <laughs> and they order it to go, which is fine. I don't mind that. I don't even really expect you to tip on a to-go order. Sometimes I do, but I didn't have to bust your table, so I don't care if you don't tip on a to-go order. However, if a person comes and orders a to-go order and then sits at my table and leaves a mess and I have to wipe up and mm-hmm. I don't get to sit somebody I don't get to sit somebody there and get a tip from them. And then they don't leave a tip, that person is don't go to that restaurant. You shouldn't because you've not you scum. Send them to the moon. You know why that's wrong. They know they're doing something wrong. <laughs> Alright, here's my last discussion. We can close on out. Yeah. How long are you willing to wait for a table? How long am I willing to wait for a table? That's a good question. Um, For me, it totally depends on the place. It depends on the place, it depends on the meal, and it depends on the uh, atmosphere. And so, like... What's the longest you're willing to wait? Uh, about... 45 minutes, maybe an hour if it's really special and it's like something that's just going on. Like if it's a big holiday and I'm taking my dad out for Father's Day that just passed, uh, I would wait up to an hour. Okay. If we're in a group and we can talk and kind of joke around during the hour. If I'm alone, I'm not going to really wait more than 30 minutes. I think that's my full tops. Because I got nothing to do. I'm just texting. More patient than I am. (laughs) (laughs) I will be texting. My longest definitely is probably like 45 minutes, I think. Um, If the person tells me it's 45 minutes... And it will be at least 45 minutes. Even then, I'll probably be like, oh, maybe not. If it's just me, no. For like 15 minutes tops, I'm not waiting for 30 minutes. What are you talking about? No, I'm not going to sit here. That's like half my lunch, man. No, I'm not talking about only in a lunch sitting, but. If it's a lunch, I'm not waiting at all. I'll go somewhere else because I don't want to spend a lot of time in the middle of my shift and I just want to get back so I can get it done. But uh, yeah, for that, I'm not waiting at all. Yeah, during the farmer's market, there's um a place that we all like to go to. It's like two for five for pupusas. And they're really good pupusas. But they always are like, I like the chorizo. And it's pretty much the only one I'll eat. That and the cheese one. And a lot of times, they'll like not keep up with the demand. And so they'll, they'll be like, oh, it has to be like five or ten minute wait. Can you wait? And I'm like, no. And I'll go to like the one next to it. So I'm not waiting five or ten minutes. I already had to wait in your line to get up here. Yeah, but at that point, you've already waited in the line. So you're already committed. Well, there's one right next that usually doesn't have a line because it's too, it's a little bit more expensive. He just sits there crossing his arms and frowning and looking at all those customers not going to his stall. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, well, their tamales are like, okay, so they're expensive for tamales. The only thing is, is, is everyone looks at it and says that's expensive for tamales. But if you actually got one of the tamales, it's like almost the size of two tamales. Oh, so they're huge. So that's why they're so expensive. I gotcha. and, yeah. But you see tamales, because you can get tamales here, like, on the street for, like, a dollar. Now, these tamales are, like, three fifty. Yeah, that's pretty pricey, then. So, yeah. They're really good. They're just, they're three fifty. That's expensive for tamales. I gotcha. I remember when I was working at La Perea. That reminds me of a story. Like, once a month, not really a story, like, once a month, somebody, I'm not sure who she was, 
but I assume she was related to somebody either in management or the chefs. But once a month, she would bring tamales. She would just cook a whole bunch in a big pot, like authentic tamales. Like this lady could not speak English. Like that's authentic. <laughs> and um, I guess that's more common. I guess you got a lot more people don't speak English in LA than in Georgia. But anyway, they were super good and she'd sell them to the staff. So we come out and it was like early mornings on like Saturdays once a month. We go out, like tamales here. We like, oh yeah. And we all go and we pair <laughs> by like three or four and heat them up throughout the day. That was pretty good. I love that sort of stuff. I don't get tamales too often here. I get their tamales specifically because they're not spicy. Oh. But everywhere else, it's too... Like, I'm a baby that's spicy. That's why I don't really like authentic Mexican food because I don't like spicy. I don't really care too much for cheese. I don't like beans. I don't like guacamole. Oh, yeah, you're so so not attuned to Mexican food then. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I like like, my text all the ingredients and everything. Exactly. I love Mexican food. And you would know because you know all the ingredients. Yeah, I love Mexican food. We used to, so luckily before our shifts and after sometimes they would feed us. Like we'd get rice and beans and you could get one of the four. You could get a quesadilla, beef or chicken, um, enchiladas, tacos, or uh, burritos, beef or chicken for all those. And um, they'd feed you before your shift and it was delicious. And you would think that eating that like 10 times a week i would get tired of it i never did i never got tired of mexican food it's like my all-time favorite i guess but uh <laughs> that was tex-mex though i'm okay with tex-mex i could do that too i guess it was beef and rice and beans and cheese and they're loaded with cheese oh they were so good literally a quesadilla is a cheese a cheesadilla that was always funny hearing people say fajitas and quesadilla <laughs> there's actually a quesadilla uh did you say quesadilla or enchiladas both. I've said both. Loaded in cheese. I can't remember. Oh, both are loaded in cheese. Well, but you said <laughs> what? Okay. Because there's actually a Cato recipe. I guess you can apply it to quesadillas. But it was in enchilada thing. And instead of using the tortilla, basically you would put together, like you get like this amount of cheese and put it on the grill and like do like a circle. So basically you're making like a tortilla out of cheese. I've seen that. And you use that instead. Yeah, I've seen that. But I guess that works with quesadillas too. Nice. Though. But yeah. That would be pretty good. Cheese, cheese, case of case case of case I don't know. Yeah, that's that. pretty intense. I don't know. I'd give it a try. Speaking of Mexican food and Tex-Mex, I literally have Taco Bell right in front of me. About to chow down after we wrap up this pod. <laughs> well, I'm done. Let's go ahead and wrap up and let our people go. Yeah. Stop holding them hostage. Yeah, and our internet let is those people out, holding us hostage. Yeah. Okay. So... Send us, you guys, send us some don't you knows that you have for restaurants or send us some suggestions you would like us to do. You can also follow us at Twitter at, oh, you can follow us on, on Twitter, Twitter at don't you know pod. <laughs> and you should. It's good. Yeah. You should follow us on Twitter because we also will post some memes and we'll post the article links we as post well. So you can go check all that out. Uh, material. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're not on Twitter, you're missing out because we post stuff there that you can look at. It's like furthering this, this rich entertainment experience. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> you can also send us an email at don't you know pod at gmail.com. So you can send us suggestions that way if you're maybe a little shy, you know, when other people to see what your suggestions or your oh, don't yeah. you knows are. They're fully anonymous. And uh, you can come in with uh, happy thoughts, negative thoughts. We don't care. I'm like that little toy I saw in Toys R Us. It said, try me. I light up. I'll do it. Jacob, we'll just send you to the moon. Right to the moon. <laughs> I'll give you coach. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't forget to follow us on Podbean or, or and please and uh, share share this with people. Guess a little bit more uh, out there. And that's it. So thanks for listening, guys. 
until, until next time. time. See Bye. Ya.